Man, it's funny how life works sometimes. Like, timing be a mug sometimes, boy. I just made this recording talking about the fact that what women want is that old school mentality. The old men who would just do what women wanted them to do, spend the money, pay the bills, be the dude that goes out to die, (laughs) get killed, risk his life to take care of her and her family, her kids, and be quiet. He didn't have no opinions. He just did what he had to do. He, he, you know, now, again, as I said before, this logic don't really make sense because the old school man, even though he didn't have no emotions, even though he wasn't very open with his feelings and all that jazz, he might not say much, he might not show much, but he also wasn't really the majority of the time, and especially if you're talking, if we're referring to the stereotypical man, he didn't leave very much space for a woman to have an opinion. He made the decisions and that was it. You know, if his decision was to let her have an opinion, cool. But if her decision was, if his decision was she could never speak and never have an opinion, and she better have the food on the table at five o'clock exactly every day, and she better have these kids quiet so I can go to sleep to work my two, three jobs. That's what it was. The weird thing is now women are basically saying like, if a man pay all the bills and do everything for me, I'll do everything I need to do. It's it's very funny how backward it is because now there are so many women that are like, I don't see the problem with that. I don't see the problem with a man expecting all these things of me if he paying for everything. I don't see a problem with a man out here being with women other than me if he paying all the bills as long as he don't bring no babies no STDs and no drama home of course that's mind boggling to me it seems to be that the true deep 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 down original seed of feminism is just that women wanted the freedom to choose what their outcome was going to be. But then when you go a couple layers above that, you realize that what is growing out of the earth is that women are choosing the life that women had before more often than not because that is the most comfortable and the most socially acceptable option. And since they get to choose... And women tend to, um, I don't want to say manipulate, but they encourage men to do what they want. They encourage men to create the lifestyle they want. Women are going, man, you better do this. Or you ain't getting none of this. And I ain't going to lie. If I was a woman, I would totally understand, which is why I don't argue with any of it. But it's funny because I was on YouTube 
listening to music, and then a video popped up, and the girl said, I miss the days when men would provide, protect, and shut up. And I was like, I was just talking about that today. How ironic. Now, what I can't ignore is the chosen words. And so, a lot of times I tend to pick parts of things that people say apart. And if I hear the same thing over and over, I pick different parts of it apart. This being the umpteenth time I've heard a girl say this, for some reason today what I thought of was, why do people say, I miss when, as if they were alive? Because this is the first thing. I'm not a history buff. But I know enough to know that there's never been a time when the majority of men were protecting and providing. Especially considering that the majority of things I see are black people. Because as I said, these algorithms somehow know what your cultural and racial background is. There's never been a thing in the black community. That's never been a thing. So, yeah. Um, Things Fall Apart. One of the first books that I actually got attached to. um, Gives a very good depiction. And for the umpteenth time. That I will say my favorite book as of right now. That has been for the last year. When God was a woman gives a very clear depiction of what life used to be like for women who wanted to be protected and provided for. See, a man might be strong enough and big enough to protect you. And oftentimes a man who was big enough and strong enough and could be confident enough to be a leader in his community, in his tribe, in his village had multiple wives. That was true. But in order to have multiple wives, he also had to have enough resources. Now, to get those resources, there was a lot of different things that you could do. But the unfortunate reality for most women was that if he had more resources, you needed more hands. And so most women actually worked out in the field with the man. This image that for some reason Western culture has loved to perpetuate that a woman would just be at the house baking pies while the man was down here doing all of the work is not true. Anyone with common sense would know that if they are having children and they own land. At some point in time, that man is going to need help from somebody. So that could have been his brothers or your brothers, his uncles or your uncles, his dad or your dad, his grandfather or your grandfather. But until y'all have some kids and them kids are 
old enough, intelligent enough, and capable enough to help him, you probably was out there helping. A lot of times women were actually assisting in everything that needed to be done for that man to grow food, to take care of the animals, or any other social or political things he needed to do in any time frame in order to gain the resources necessary to take care of his family. So this whole women sitting at home not having to do anything, that's not common. That has always been a minority thing. And as you move closer and closer to the present up until, you know, the early 1900s, that wasn't a thing. I can't even remember what book I read recently. If I remember correctly, it was actually the subverted book that I had read that I keep talking about, where they were talking about the fact that until slavery, the idea of women being able to just do nothing never existed. It was not a thing. It only existed for those at the highest echelon. You're talking about royalty. Like you had to be somewhere way up high or you had to have a benefactor who was way up high for you to be able to do nothing. But again, slavery, you're talking about what, 16, 17, 1800s, when this is really being popularized and commercialized, where women, and it was only those countries who were benefiting and profiting from slavery worldwide, Generally, European and Western countries, the United States, that were actually able to say, hey, a woman doesn't have to work. But the reason was because you owned human beings who could wait on her hand and foot. And generally, as has been depicted in many a TV show, movie and book. It, were, it was the slaves who couldn't or, or it didn't benefit you to put them out in the field. Which is why a lot of times when you see these pictures, you see women and children working in the house. This whole dark skin, light skin thing in my opinion, is more something they're trying to use to push colorism in the black community because nobody cared that you were light-skinned or dark-skinned if you were strong enough and capable enough to work out in the field, they'd put you out there. And as a matter of fact, when you look through these, actually, it's the dating divide that was talking about this because the dating divide is the one that talks about all of the different cultures and racial experiences throughout time. Women worked out in the field and actually were better at the 
agricultural slave jobs than men, which is also depicted in many a movie, TV show, and book. Women were actually better at it than men most often. So this idea of women being able to do nothing is something that they fantasized about, I'm assuming, throughout slavery, reconstruction, and the civil rights movement while observing white women. Going, man, I wish I could just sit at home and do nothing and have people wait on me hand and foot. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with fantasizing about it. But what I do think is an issue is that you are turning around and telling, you know, it's it's the same. It's the same. Old, it's funny. I just told a friend of mine this the other day because he was talking about how him and his girl like to do creative dates. And he was saying, yeah, man, you know, when you get you a girlfriend or a fiance or a wife or whatever, we could double date. And I was like, see, that double date drama, that's what you don't like. He's like, what's that? I'm like, well, that's when you take your girl out with a guy and his girl and your girl or their girl start comparing relationships and start complaining to you about how you need to be just as good as the other person. Most people call it catching up or being just as good as the Joneses, keeping up with the Joneses. That's what's happening here. Black women are going, why aren't you just as good as white men? Why can't you do everything for me that a white man can do for his wife? And of course, the reality, the answer to the question is, it's not a comparable race. You know, we, we ain't on equal footing. And so it's somewhat of an unfair expectation. Which is why even though, you know, because see, the conversation is that women want the 10%. But the reality that for some reason I have yet to hear is that the 10% of men making over six figures is an even smaller percentage when you're talking about black men. And as I have said again and again and again and again, the majority of black women date and marry black men more often than not. When they come to racial loyalty, black women are more loyal than any other race of women to their men. Now, generally, other races are loyal to white after them after their own race but the point still stands nobody stays inside the lines more than black women so we know that generally when they say anything they're referring to black men and black men are actually at the bottom of the percentage of men making six figures in this country. I don't know about the world, but I would argue that it's probably somewhere nearby the same stats. So 
Don't it sound somewhat unreasonable and unrealistic? And how ironic it is that when you look through history, the first thing, like I just said, this is a Western, white, Latin, Spanish experience. This is a European experience. Nobody else is getting this. Number two, that when you go through history, you notice that the black, I mean, I'm sorry, that the man and the woman actually worked together to create some version of wealth. Because, see, if you're not looking at that that uh, golden age glorified time where a man could go out and get a factory job and somehow be able to buy a house and a car and pay all the bills and take care of his family, which, again, is a very short period of time. And then also when you start talking about the fact that unions existed and pretty much only white men were able to even get those jobs. Or you talk about the time frame in the military where it was great to be in the military because you had all of these benefits to be in the military. But yet again, the majority of people in the military were white and they literally bogarted to ensure that nobody could get beyond a certain point, could promote beyond a certain point, whether you were enlisted or an officer, unless you were white. I'm still trying to figure out when you think that we were just supposed to elevate as a as a mass grouping of men. When you get past these points, you 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 realize that when you start talking about like mass movements to this country to open businesses, to create wealth, even when you look at crime, crime syndicates You see how the man and woman are working together to create this wealth. And they're instilling together as man and woman these values into their children and creating family families that work together to create generational wealth that can be passed. And they're introducing these children to other children in related communities and families so that this can continue and you know these interactions can continue these resources can be traded based off of who you know instead of what you have but that didn't happen in the black community and i'm not blaming women only i'm blaming men too because again if you haven't read it dating divide talks a lot in depth about this What's the other book I just read? I can't even remember which one it is. There's another book I was just reading that was talking about the fact that during the civil rights movement, black men did not give black women enough appreciation, enough support, enough value in the civil rights movement. We have these big faces, you know, Rosa Parks, for example, that are put up on a pedestal and applauded while all the other individuals who were not used as symbols 
were basically just rubbed over. You know, they, there's a part in there where they're talking about these NAACP meetings and how they didn't really give them the praise that they should have. And, you know, there's a lot of misogyny going on during that time frame. Understandable yet not um, agreed with because that was a different time and people talked and viewed everything differently and women were putting up with a lot more than they should have. But that's part of the reason that we're having these issues. And so since we've never been unified as man and woman, since we've never been unified as family, since we've never been unified as a community, where where do you think this money is supposed to come from? And so now, in the modern time, what happens? We glorify the few career moves, the career paths that will lead you straight to wealth. Well, really, to money, because it's not real wealth. To money. Doctor, lawyer, some type of high-profile supervisor, some type of high-profile management job, um, the obvious ones like athletes, artists, recording artists, singer, rapper, because those are the ones that automatically offer a direct path to money. But even those direct paths are always blocked a couple of different ways. The first most obvious one is to ensure that they're not working together to lift everybody else up, only working together to lift each other up. See, an athlete can build something that helps the community, but they would rather that people with power and money give fishes instead of teaching people to fish. See, they don't have no problem with Jay-Z telling other rich individuals how to get richer. They don't want him coming into the communities and teaching financial literacy classes to students in elementary school and middle school. They'll let Lupe Fiasco teach a class about poetry and rap and history and culture, they don't care if, you know, RZA talks about philosophy, psychology, and black history. But they're not going to let Jay-Z and Kanye West teach a college class about getting rich. They're not going to let athletes come down to a high school or middle school and teach black boys about the easiest ways to ensure that you go to the league. They're not going to teach black students how to manage a sports team, how to create your own team. That's the first problem is the access to knowledge and the ability to pass it down to those who could actually benefit from it. The second is the obvious one. I'm watching ballers right now. Ensuring that the individuals out of this community who have the money and the resources, the power and the access 
some of them need to fall by the wayside by marrying and having children with people from other races. Now, again, as I've said many a time, I don't have no problem with interracial dating and marriage. I think you should pick the best person you can possibly get. Don't care what height, white, weight, color, creed, cultural background, city, state they from. Don't matter. Pick the best person. But ironically, how can you have a black man and a black woman work together in order to create this generational knowledge, generational wealth, generational experience, generational access to, you know, uh, a Rolodex of helpful individuals with resources if y'all not together? And if 50% of the individuals who get to this point don't end up with one or don't or as I was just talking about, get divorced, break up the home, hey, it all works out. It all works out. Because see, the Russ, the Russell Westbrooks, that's not, that's not common. There's not a lot of stories that you can pull and pick up where you go, this guy's first wife was white and his next wife was black. That's not very common. And I mean, it doesn't, you know, at the end of the day, on a personal individual level, it doesn't matter. It only matters when I look at the whole big picture. It only matters when I hear these comments where a girl says, where are the black men that will protect, provide, and shut up? And I go, the fact that you think that is kind of messed up. But then also the implication behind that, that you think that number one, there ever was a time that that was a thing, and then number two, that this should also be that time. But I digress. As seems to be very common, number one, unless you're gaslighting and unless you are saying things that are getting people riled up, most people don't really care about anything that individuals in my position say. As a person who has always had female friends, the majority of my female friends don't take my advice. They hear my opinion, and I think that they appreciate it. I think they even listen to it in their head sometimes when I'm not saying it. But it doesn't stop them from still making the decisions that are completely contradictory to what I've told them to do. So, you know, Kevin Samuels is proof of that, that if you are not saying things that are gonna get the people hyped up in a negative way they ain't gonna listen to you and even if you do they're only paying attention to the negative things and those little snippets and not the whole meat and potatoes so that girl ain't listening to this recording right now and so what can you do